Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. What are we smoking this episode, Mike? Even though we alluded to it last episode. We did. We have an Oliva Series G box pressed Robusto Maduro. Yep, so this one should be darker. It looks darker, although we did have to put ours in the sunlight <laughs> to distinguish the Cameroon versus the Maduro, but with enough light and the right kind of light, it is easily distinguishable. Yes. But in the shade. Yes, in the shade of the perhaps uh, not. smoking porch, yeah. perhaps not. Yeah. Well, I got to borrow yours. Yeah, you're about half lit. Perfect. Nice, nice. So <laughs> I feel like it's significantly darker. <laughs> it is like more significant than the wrapper shades would have you. Oh yeah, ooh, have you believe that is spicy? <laughs> yes, it is. That is spicy. Yes, it is. That is like it the is. hot takes we have that we cut out of the episode. Spice. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, those might may or may not be released later on, but probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But just know that if we ever were to launch a Patreon or fan club or some sort of thing, that there is plenty of content. <laughs> that's already out there <laughs> that we've recorded and not released. So, and not full episodes by any stretch, but there have been episodes where there's been a good 20 minute segment tangent uh, <laughs> excised from the runtime. Yes. Yeah. If we ever become yeah. independently wealthy and uh, cannot be canceled like JK Rowling. Uh, <laughs> yes. Or RFK Jr. Yes. <laughs> then you'll see a whole lot more content of a different sort. We have a plethora of beverages before us. We do. Um, because Mike's a bad influence. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. No, it's, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we're still in person, so we've done three episodes in person. And usually we like to add a drink per episode. So the first one, we had the coffee and Johnny Walker. And then the second episode, we still had just the Johnny Walker. We had different kind of coffee, though. A different kind of coffee. And then now this is the third episode, so we've got the Johnny Walker, we've got port, and we've got uh, whiskey, whiskey sour. sour. So there we go. And Mike just slammed his, his uh, Johnny Walker and I've got a little bit left. But to be fair, he's nursed that one glass of Johnny Walker for three episodes. So Yes, I have. It took a tremendous willpower. Mm-hmm. Is I love me some Johnny Walker Black. Yes. Always interesting. What are we talking about, Mike? So this is a hot topic on the internet. Haha. <laughs> always has been, always will be. We are going to talk about our everyday carry. Or, as the acronym people love to call it, EDC. Mm-hmm. But I am acronym adverse. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, starting out as a young man and realizing you had to carry a wallet for driver's license and, and money and stuff. I mean, when I first started carrying a wallet, I didn't have any cards. But I'm, you know, I was born in the 86, so there wasn't really a, a plethora of cards. There was, I think there were debit cards. They just like relatively new. I mean, a lot of people did checks still. Uh, some people still do some checks. Some people still do checks. Um, but, you know, I started out with just the regular back carry wallet. And uh, since, since then, when you kind of first realize there are things you carry with you every day, and I used to have a, a, quite a big keychain with keys for uh, my apartment, my dad's house, our family cabin, like just all these different keys, you know, like, oh, you've got a copy of the keys and I just keep them on me. But since then, I've, I've really kind of leaned hard into the minimalism yes, uh, movement. And some of the things I'm going to talk about should hopefully be sanctioned by minimalistic societies or uh, communities, fan groups. Yes. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll get into it. I used um, to be hardcore into the minimalism, and then uh, I developed this person, got older. Yeah. And my personal uh, preferences 
changed because my life circumstances changed. So I have a setup for minimalism. Yep. And then I have a more robust, let's call it. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, and we can do that too, because uh, when we, you know, preparing these kind of lists, you know, we did the one on appliances, devices, tools, and uh, this one with the EDC stuff, I kind of took it to be what is on me hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I, if I leave my house, what the things I'm first going to talk about are always on me. If I'm going away for a weekend, I've got a different complement of EDC things, which I can certainly, we can talk about afterwards, but I thought it'd be interesting for like the everyday, like, okay, I'm going to go out to the grocery store and come back. Yes. Like, but this stuff's always with me, even if it's just a quick run to the grocery store. So. Yes. Well, there's different levels because uh, my day-to-day work, I'm going to be carrying a different set of tools, so to speak, uh, versus if I'm going uh, on weekend versus just going to the store. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well. What do you want to start with, Mike? We can uh, do the same thing we did last time. We can just start her off and... All right. All right. uh, I never leave the house without a set of keys. Yes. Uh, I always have a carabiner on my clip because I tend to... Uh, clip them to my belt okay. or my uh, like a belt loop. Yep. Uh, my work keys I have on a brass, very heavy duty, weight rated hook because it's cool. Yeah. And then my personal, I actually have a little tiny stainless steel carabiner that I used to use for device tags okay. on uh, pressure meters in the oil okay. industry. So it's like three sixteen stainless steel, the same mm-hmm. you'd have on a watch or something. Yep. And it's a very high quality clip. But I always yep. clip my keys to my belt. And then, of course, I have all the keys. And yeah. Do you have any tools on your keychain, Mike? No, I don't carry any tools. Uh, other than Sarah, a couple of years ago, got me a vintage uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon beer bottle opener, which I used on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. Uh, and that's basically my key fob. I used to not okay. have a key fob. And then she got it for me as yes. a gift. So now, of course, I have a key fob. Yes. Uh, my keys, I have very slimmed down. I used to carry a lot of keys, uh, as previously mentioned. I went out and uh, did a lot of research on different key systems that would keep them low profile. This is the Key Smart. It's metal. They have rubber ones as well. Um, and you can see here, I've got two keys. So one is to the side door, one's to the front door. It's a different lock to the house. And I've got a little uh, thing that's manufactured by one of my high school friend's dads. And I've got my car keys on a separate thing that can detach from oh, this. Sure. So, you know, if I go biking, I don't bring my car key with the big unlock fob things. It's a pain in the butt. Yep. Uh, but I'll bring this and and then on here, this is so this is the key smart. And then I have bought an additional tool. They have their own bottle opener, KeySmart does, but it's so tiny you can't get any leverage with it. Um, so I went to Chums, and it's the Tasker keychain. Oh. And it's got a Phillips screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver, a little millimeter, an inch ruler, and what I use the most is the bottle opener. Mm-hmm. But the little screwdrivers have come in handy because you can turn quite a few things with these little things. And then that uh, mounts right on to my KeySmart. So I've got two keys and the tasker tool and then the little clip that will attach to my car keys so if i don't need my car keys like i didn't drive so i love my car keys at home but i still bring this because the tools are nice to have on hand there so that's what i do for the keys and again i'm a little more minimalistic uh here I'm, i used to be more minimalistic when i lived in an apartment i would have i had the detach and then mm-hmm. on one side i had just my apartment key yep and the other side i had my car key and yeah. any truck related keys mm-hmm. and now that i live on a compound i have uh sarah's car keys on one set on yep. one ring and then i have my farm keys and i have all the outbuilding keys the house keys yep. 
I have keys for my uh, hitches because yep. I have locks on all my hitches and things, and I just put them all in one because I don't I don't mess with it. And then yeah, I don't carry these every day. Okay, I actually carry my work keys, which has all the keys I need for work, yep. plus one of my host keys and a vehicle key. Okay, that's on a separate ring as well, so I can yep. take them off and put them on. Yeah, and I only carry keys that I need for work. Yes, but we also have you know a few locks. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So yes, yes, wallet. So keys, wallet. Yep. I don't know. I keep whipping them out like you guys can see them listening. But like I said, I used to do uh, a big wallet, like a trifold wallet or, or bifold wallet in the back pocket. But for many, 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 many years, uh, probably starting in college or whatever, I did the the Dash wallet. That was a Kickstarter thing. And they're on like version six or something, but they're $30, $40. They've got RFID blocking and whatnot. But I recently went to a, this is a Hammer Anvil Los Angeles Slim Men's Wallet. And I've got... I don't know. I've got probably one, two, nine. I've got nine cards in here. Um, it's got a cash pocket and it's got a couple of compartments I don't use. Um, it's RFID blocking as well. This was like $11 on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I've got also in here another little tool. And this is a metal tool that I got with a uh, first aid kit thing. So this is a Survivor Wear uh, credit card tool. It's got a can opener, so I can open Campbell's Soup, I guess. A file, a wood saw. It's got a protractor, bottle opener, five to eight millimeter wrenches, screwdriver. I don't keep that on me when I travel through TSA. Right. But uh, everything, most everything else on my EDC can go through TSA, with the exception of my pocket knife. Yes. And probably, I don't know if they would let this through. Uh, uh, maybe not. I never, I, never really, I never really thought that it was worthwhile because I've got the tasker tool on my, on my keys, uh, which I have had. Um, I almost I had an instance at a venue, music venue down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, down, yeah, down here, as if I'm still at home. Down in Minneapolis where I brought my keys with the tasker tool and the... Uh, security said, no, you got to bring this back to your car or throw it away. I'm like, no, this, these are my keys. This isn't a knife. This is a bottle opener and a screwdriver. And they said, oh, wow, I've never seen one of those. They just thought it was a knife, some kind of cutting tool. And it, there's not really a sharp point on here. Yeah, they're all rounded. So they had no problem letting it through once I explained to them what it was. TSA has never had a problem with this uh, setup, the KeySmart. But, you know, that other little metal, because it's a metal credit card-esque tool. Yeah, I think the RFID blocking is probably worthwhile to get. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your wallet. Well, I have a quick side note. Is that PSA, public safety announcement, uh, if you are going to fly... Stateside, you're allowed to have multi-tools that do not have blades. But if you cross international border in a plane, they will not allow you to carry a Leatherman without a knife. They take it. So do not think that you're going to get your quote-unquote TSA-compliant uh, multi-tool and then bring it onto a plane. You just, they just yeah. won't let you do it. Well, Plus, if you put it on your carry or your uh, check baggage, they don't care. You know, you can put a, a freaking multi-tool. But then you got to look at uh, – I have a knife rights. It's called Knife Rights. It's kind of like the NRA, but for knives. And it's a phone app, and it'll tell you all the state laws. Yeah. And uh, some of the lo- some of the states have pretty crazy knife laws, so you really need to pay attention. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to be arrested and thrown in jail. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Um, I think too that I know Leatherman makes those little micro tools that have the the clip built into the handle, and one is like a set of scissors, and it's got a file and stuff, and then yep. one, and that one's not TSA compliant because the scissors, and it's got a little knife blade, and then there's one that is TSA compliant that's pliers. Yes. And like a screwdriver. It has no knife blade. Yes. Um, and I've got one of those with the scissors and the knife blade, but it's not TSA compliant. 
But when, uh, since Mike and I have talked about this off air, Mike has informed me of there are box cutters, folding flip box cutters that um, are real tiny. And I have one and it's real nice. It's like $8 for this aluminum frame. And you you can ditch your razor blade, bring it through security, and then pick up razor blade, a razor blade pack at a gas station or pharmacy uh, when you land. So yes. you can still have a knife to cut boxes open with. And I'm going to talk about that later. Yes. Uh, for sure. Okay. So I have... But you still have to talk about your wallet. Yes. I have three wallets that oh, I carry. Oh, the minimalist in me is sad. I, I carry three wallets. <laughs> uh, for concerts and venues and things like that, I have a Pelican case made by the Pelican Company. And it's just a little plastic box and it is MagSafe and it sticks to the back of my phone case. Okay. Which my phone case is going to be on the list later. Yep. But it holds two, three cards and a little bit of cash. And if I need extra cash, I'll put it in just like a paper clip. Yep. And then if I'm going about town in Minneapolis, I need more stuff. I have a Rogue front pocket wallet. Uh, it's moose leather. Very nice. It's got my little initials embossed on it because, uh, you know, fancy wallets yep. and men. And then for my day-to-day around the North Country region, I carry a custom-made uh, checkbook wallet. Uh, it was manufactured or sewn for me by a leather worker who is from Minnetonka. For the life of me, I can't remember his name. Okay. But you can probably find him online. Uh, and he hand sews wallets for people. And I have a uh, checkbook wallet that has a little cash co- cash component or a little cash holder. And it holds uh, six cards and a checkbook because uh, I live in an area where businesses take checks and charge you to use credit cards. Uh, so they actually want your checks, especially if it's a local check. Yep. And that's very practical. Yeah. Does that have any RFID blocking in it? No, it does not have okay. any. None of my wallets have any RFID blocking. I do not live in a city area. I am not overly concerned. <clears throat> I, you know what? Um, and I live in a city area. And even if I didn't live in a city area, I'd still want the RFID blocking. Not that I'm overly concerned, but... The RFID wallets are not any more expensive than the non-RFID wallets, so it's just kind of one of those extra safety features in my mind. And to be fair, I only have one card in my wallet that actually is the the tap to pay. Okay. The rest of mine are the chip. So I think I think only the tap to pay ones are susceptible to RFID hacking. Sure. So it's been years and I've had an RFID wallet and not had anything that could even be skimmed by an RFID reader. But right. you know, uh, and I'm I'm I don't know I don't. It's this, better safe than sorry. Yeah, and this isn't meant as a, as a as a slight, but I'm a little more like tech savvy than most people I encounter in life, including so, me. Including so like me. An ounce of prevention. This where the pound of cure yes. every time. So, you know, if, if if you don't have any tap cards and you're looking for a new wallet, just get one that has the RFID because you never know when your banking institution is going to send you your new card and it's going to be a tap. You know? Absolutely. Like just it's an, it's an easy thing to do, like installing an ad blocker on your browser. Yes. Uh, we didn't say that, YouTube. Please let us still watch videos. Uh, uh, I would definitely have an RFID uh, blocker, but I'm a Sarah calls me bougie. I like the hand-sewn wallets. I like, you know, nice things like that. This was only 30 bucks. Yeah. So it's not like it cost me a fortune or anything like that, but it serves everything that I needed to do. And it's very hard to find a wallet like this on the market. You can't. You have to buy it. But I'm guessing if it was hand-sewn by a fellow in Minnetonka, he would be more than happy to hand-sew in the RFID blocking fabric or material or whatever it is. Most likely. Next time, I'm going to try to get one. Yes. It's not a huge deal, right? Because I, I, don't, I don't even know what these skimmers look like. But I, I guess my my dad worked in, in the prison as a, as a case manager, and he was 
firmly convinced that people were sticking needles on the inside of, of uh, gas station pump handles to infect people with HIV and AIDS. Yeah, okay. Um, which is... You know, I don't know that that's ever happened. It's a valid concern, uh, but pending any evidence, I'm not sure yeah. that it ever happened. And then, and then uh, I know that these uh, some criminals will do these really like micro thin RFID skimmers or credit card skimmers on top of the gas station pump skimmers, and they're almost indistinguishable. But there's always that security tape yeah. on the on the gas pumps now. So I, I'm not saying like let's go out and be super paranoid about everything in life. I'm just saying that if RFID blocking is no more expensive than a regular wallet, that's why I have it because it's yeah. it's just it's there. I don't have to worry about it. I would support that. So, so I'm going to start next because I'm a big fan of this phone case. All right. I have an iPhone. And we and should do I, phones because the phones always come with Well, us, we always right? have a phone, but yeah. Uh, I have an iPhone, iPhone 14 Pro. Gonna stick with it pretty much until it dies. I have no need to upgrade. Yeah, and I like the iPhone for security reasons. I used to have an Android, uh, but they stopped having the features I wanted. Blah blah blah. Doesn't matter. It's all personal <laughs> choice. My work phone is also an iPhone. Yeah, not that that affected my cell phone choice, but I usually yeah. carry two cell phones on me at all times. Yeah, it's my e- work it's phone. Easier if it's the same system. I actually liked it when I had uh, a, a a personal phone that was not an iPhone because oh, then I could. Okay kind of keep up to date and keep my tech skills more savvy with yeah. what the phones can do. Yeah. But I do like the security features on the iPhone, which is why my work phone's an iPhone. Yep. But the case is an Otter Box Defender XT. Okay. So it's got all the crazy Otter Box Defender stuff. Yep. But it's the XT model, so it's thinner on the back. So it's pretty similar to the original size. Yeah. But it's got the MagSafe part. Yes. And the MagSafe components are yep. boss. Because I have a MagSafe little pack that'll charge it one cycle. Yep. I don't carry it with me very often, but yep. for a travel, it'll give you one extra charge. Yep. But then my my wallet can fit on the back, yep. and then I can shove my my phone and everything in my pocket, yep. and that's all I need to carry then, yes. and it's very nice. And I do recommend, if you have an iPhone, get that OtterBox Defender XT case. It's yep. awesome. And I have a clear one, because I have a gold uh, I have a gold iPhone because I'm bougie. Yeah. And he's swanky like that. Yeah. Um, I have been iPhone since my BlackBerry. So probably since 2009, I've been iPhone. And recently I switched to Android and I have the Samsung S23 Plus. Not the Ultra, which is like the huger screen and 15 more camera lenses. But this one has, you know, the three camera lenses. So it's real nice. It's got the wide angle, the standard, and the zoom. Yep. And I've got, it's a Crave. It's a Crave case. I just bought it from Amazon for super cheap. But it's got the kind of the grippy back on my phone here and the grippy sides. And then it's got the, what you want on all your on your phone products is the little lip on the top screen there. So that if Absolutely. it lands, it keeps the screen off of the surface. If you're in on a gravel road your phone is fucked anyway, but by and large, falls around the house, you're fine. Yep. The this, this be a different. This might be a different episode. Security features on the iPhone versus the Android. It's interesting because I've found that the Android here is giving me more security prompts than the iPhone ever has. Yes. It will run like scans and be like, "Yep, we download this thing. It's safe." Like you're good. Just a lot more, a lot more user interaction, I guess, on the security things. Whereas maybe the iPhone runs more in the background, so you don't have to worry about it, think about it. When I think security, so the one of the big 
uh, pluses that I found on this latest generation iPhone is that within your settings, yes. you can limit the app's access to your data. Yeah. And that's what I mean by security. You yeah. can limit what they can use. Yeah. And I really like that feature. Yes. I used to have a uh, Samsung Note. Okay. I freaking loved the Samsung Note. Yeah. And I would have stayed with it, but they took away the auxiliary port and they took away the micro SD slot. Yeah. And those were two big things. And the fingerprint scanner, which I was a big fan of okay. too. Okay. That's weird they take that away. Yeah. They took that away too. And so I switched back to iPhone. Yeah. Also, the size of the phone. I have a 14 regular. It's smaller than the big phones, yep. but it has all the powerful cameras and processing yep. and everything like that, which is important if you want your phone to last a lot of time. Yep. And I have no intention of getting rid of this phone. I'll probably put a new battery in it. Yep. And then my screen protector, I have a Spigen tempered glass screen protector. Yep. Put one on Sarah's phone. She's got a Samsung yep. Galaxy or whatever. Yeah. And they work really well. Uh, yep. I've had, This is the original one I've had. It's a year old. It's yep. not even scratched. Yep. And I use it. I mean, I have a, I'm out and about in the world. World. Let's put it that way. Yes. And the screen protector worked really well. This might shock you, Mike. I don't have a screen protector on my phone at all. I didn't on my Galaxy because of the curved screen. This is a yep. flat screen. You, you must have the S10. I had an S9. I had a Note 9. Note 9. Okay. I had a Note 9. Because I know the S10 also has the yeah. curved screen. Well, so I tried the screen and the fucking screen protector popped off because of the curved and yeah. it was only sticky on the outside edge mm-hmm. and it kept on popping off. And that's one of the things I got away from the Note 4 as well yep. is that when I bought this, the current Note had that curved screen still. Yeah. Next gen was going to have the flat and I was like, yep. I can't do any yeah. more rounded yeah. screens. But that Note with the pen, that pen was friggin' great. Yeah. That was a wonderful feature. I really yeah. I really liked it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't rock a screen protector. I've I used to all the time on my iPhones and stuff until like my last iPhone. Because I've never had it be an issue. Like I've had I've I I you know, the phone's usually always in my pocket, not with any keys or anything else that's hard or sharp. So Well, and that's why I got rid of my note on screen protectors is I took my phone uh, at my work desk, sitting in my workstation. I took it and I kinda Flipped it like I I didn't put it directly down, which is what I should have done. But I I just kind of yeah. threw it yeah. like six inches, and I broke the freaking screen on the phone because it hit something on the edge of the rounded screen. Yeah, and it shattered yeah. the shattered the screen. Yeah, and then uh, I had to make the decision whether to replace the screen or to get a new phone. Yeah. And then they had a deal where I could get like a thousand dollars trading on the phone. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that fancy yeah, yeah. you know stuff that everybody has to fancy deal with. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I do. I was looking at different things because I love the wireless charging. And my last yeah. iPhone had that. It's great. And of course, the the Android I have has that. But uh, MagSafe is proprietary to Apple. And I have a MagSafe back charging little thing made by Anchor. Yeah. And yep. it sticks right to and it. you can do it in the car, the car mount. You can do the wireless MagSafe charging yep. mount in your car. Sarah has one in her car. Um, I do not in my truck. Yeah. Yes. So, but I've been looking at some car mounts for charging, wireless charging, and holding the phones for like navigation stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of them. There's tons of them. I'll show you the one. This, this Ours is made by Iadi. Okay. And it works pretty slick. Yeah. It works pretty yeah. slick. I have so. Iadi uh, holders in my work truck and my personal truck. Okay. And Sarah got the one that is self-charging. Yep. Works slick. Okay. Way better than the Kia because Kia has like the oh, charging yeah, mount. Yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. sucks. Yeah. I actually had to buy a cord at a gas station for $30 because her charging port thing overheated my phone and it wouldn't freaking charge. Yep. Like they, they're, they're garbage. But that Iodi yeah. one, it works pretty good. Yep. Yes, yeah, so that's good. So I think we covered phones. I mean, oh, yeah, we covered by and large, 
Apple versus Android is kind of personal preference. It's personal preference, I mean, and then you know, like if you have a work, if you have a work phone, it's probably going to be an Apple because they do have additional security features on them for corporations. Yeah, and it's easy and to manage, like and, easy and, to manage, and user friendly. Yeah, um, you know, uh, my Sarah was talking to me about wanting a new phone as well, and she loves my cameras on here. But we, we've her and I, and I went from the iPhone SE twenty twenty. Yep. Which is going to be four years old coming up. She still has that one. And I went from that to this. And that one only has the one camera on the back. And if you have multiple lenses on the back, it's always going to look better. Yep. It's just always going to look better. I don't know how else to tell you that. It's always going to look better. But I was showing her all the cool things I can do on my phone. I mean, it took me, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month to figure out how to get this thing customized where I could use it and not be frustrated and not be hating everything on it. Because it's a change. You it's know. a big change and it depends. Like I bought my parents' iPhones yep. and my dad, I bought my dad an iPhone 5 and then he, he upgraded to an SE through insurance. My mom, I bought her an SE, but it's first gen. And now they're getting aged out. They can't get uh, updates, yeah. updates anymore yeah. and they want another iPhone SE, Yeah, but they don't want to spend the 400 bucks on a phone, which is like- <sighs> Just do it. They, they, they want to find a deal and I'm like, okay, we'll wait for a deal. You know what they do for deals nowadays is they do trade-ins. Yeah, You get a deal on the trade-in. You don't get a deal necessarily on the new phone, but they'll run specials where if you trade in a working device, you'll get up to $300, $400 towards a new device. Right. And if I knew a phone guy still, I would do that. But You do. Do I still? Yes. We'll we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Uh, I can't be giving all my personal contacts out on the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, That's our premium tier subscription. That's our premium tier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, next uh, next item. Yes, yes. Uh, So I don't know if you carry one of these. Well, uh, let's go knives. I always... We can go flashlight. Ah, I want to do knife first. Okay. Um, so I'm an Eagle Scout. Used to always have a knives on me, multiple knives. I was been gifted <laughs> knives for years and years and years of birthdays and Christmases and varying degrees of quality, let's say. Um, as an Eagle Scout and somebody who likes to cut things, <laughs> like boxes, right? Right. Um, I saw a meme once where it was like, people who have knives and it's like, a, you know, somebody pulling out like a huge katana and it's like just opening a box. Yep, exactly. Anybody can open with fingers. You know, but I, but I have this knife and this is my favorite knife thus far okay uh it's a little fatter on the handle here uh, i had another one that i was carrying that was slimmer and a little longer handle wise but this is a, a composite handle and it is the deep carry so the the pocket clip deep is, carry is, is almost flush, necessary yep flush with the top of the body yep. of, of the handle here and this is a dajo d-a-j-o and this is i believe it's a backpack uh it is the the dajo base camp pocket knife and i believe this vendor was at the state fair selling mm. knives and it is a thumb stud open or a flipper. flip flip open and in minnesota you can't have one that opens by one hand but if you give this one enough of the right thing you can open it with one hand with the flick it's a legally questionable thing whether yeah the assisted it, open and the automatic it's, it's open yes yeah, if you not, have a conceal and carry license it's not a problem but yes there's not an assist feature built into <laughs> this but it's got the you can see the washers in here mm-hmm. to aid with the swing and the, and the swivel uh the blade is very nice and it's got a really nice thumb area. If you do need to cut, it's got a frame lock. And here's what I use more than the actual knife blade is in the handle, it's got a pair of tweezers. Oh, sure. And so I have pulled out, and I've only had this for less than a year, uh, but I've pulled out, I don't know, a handful of slivers thus far just with this. Exactly. Yeah. Just with this. And again, like that's that's the other thing I cannot travel on airlines with. Yes. But I always have a pocket knife on me. Uh, I used to have a, a, a hands or a harns. 
uh, pocket knife. That was a, another deep carry. Yep. Um, flipper. I like the flippers now. You like flippers? I don't like the thumb studs. It's, you don't get the right kind of leverage. Yes. I work outside of the home, and I, like many men, have many pocket knives. I have two boxes of watches, and I have a box entirely devoted, wooden box, entirely yes. devoted to all of my pocket knives. Yes. I carry a lot of different pocket knives over the years, I have. Uh, when I'm at work, I carry a Leatherman. Yep. And I have a Leatherman P4. I also have a Super Tool 300. And I was gifted as a part of a wedding, a Bond. And uh, now that I carry a multi-tool all the time at work, a lot of times I'll carry the Bond for like bowling. I'll carry my Bond. It's a little thinner. Yep. But it still has the pliers. So okay. you can do plier work. I can pretty much do, I can redo a receptacle with a Leatherman, you know? Yeah. But I carry a Leatherman. Uh, the Leatherman Arc just came out, and I'm very tempted to buy it, but of course, 230 bucks. Yeah. When I already have up Leatherman, is perfectly good. Yeah. Uh, I always pack with my Leatherman. So I carry a belt. We're going to talk about my belts later. But I carry a Leatherman, and then I'll carry a utility folding knife for heavy-duty cutting. Yeah. And I like a Lennox Gold. Uh, utility knife. I don't know if they make them anymore. I've heard that they're discontinued, but they have a little rubber patch on them. Okay. So if your hand's wet, you can still get a good grip on it. Yep. A lot of guys like the Milwaukee utility folding knives. Okay. When I'm not at work and I'm walking around, I usually carry Benchmade. I have uh, two different Griptilians. Well, I have three Griptilians. Yeah. Uh, but I have some limited edition Griptilians with S30V blades and G10 scales with little subs. And they have an access lock. Yep. And uh, the thing about the access lock is that you can do you can depress the access lock like this. I'm yep. going to show Nate. Yep. And it'll flip. You can it, I, they're free moving when you depress the access lock. Yep. And they'll go I down. Do, I do like access locks. Yeah. That's what my I, I just pulled it up. Is my folding utility knife is a work pro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has an access lock. So yep. you can totally do that and it just takes a standard, you know, utility knife blade. Utility knife blade. Yep. And then I was going to pump uh, on the utility knife, which you talked about earlier, I uh, if I'm going to go on a plane or if I'm going to go to a concert, I'll carry, it's a Giltec little pocket uh, utility knife, and the blade hides inside of the frame, and you can easily remove it, throw the blade away, and like Nate said, for like two bucks, you can stop at a gas station and get another utility knife they blade. Get like a hundred of them in a pack. Yeah, you <laughs> can get just a little, like <laughs> almost every gas station yeah. in the country has yeah. utility that knife work blades. work one is probably a little smaller than this. Actually, oh yeah, yeah. Um, smaller than the uh, the Dajo yep. one that I that I carry. But yeah, when I was younger, I never would have carried a Leatherman. But my boss at my current job, uh, he carries a Leatherman, so I started carrying one. It's a suggestion. He's like, yeah, you know, let's try it out, see if you like it. And yeah. oh my god, it's fucking great. You got all the little like, screwdrivers and stupid little tools that you yeah, know. I've got a Leatherman that I like, um, but I don't usually bring it unless I'm going camping or something. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's nice to have. It's I, I don't know if this is their their logo or motto or anything, but like kind of like a toolbox in like a player form yeah, factor. They're garbage. Kind of thing, I mean, you know, if, like, if you're going to compare it to a regular screwdriver, it sucks. Oh, no. But if I'm all you need to do is like tighten it down. Multi, whatever. Yeah. Like you've got almost every tool you could think of. Some of them, mine I think even has a little like wood saw on it. So right. if you need to. Oh. Like you're not really going to be cutting firewood with this thing. My but. P4, I use the wood saw all the time to cut survey stakes in half. Okay. I do it all the time. And it's really, it's just a great tool. If you work at a service yeah. job where you need around. to have have access to a screwdriver just to turn the screw real quick. You don't have to go back to the yeah. truck and grab yeah. a screwdriver. And even though I wear utility pants every day, I don't typically have a screwdriver in my pocket. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think for my everyday carry, you know, between my knife with the tweezers and my keys with the screwdriver bottle opener combo, 
that covers most of my kind of day-to-day needs. Right. And if I need something else, then that's why I have like tools at home or I've got a toolbox in my car Mm -hmm. in the trunk. So I kind of try and keep the things in the places where I might need them where I need them. During my work day, I carry a Leatherman on my belt. Yes. If I'm going out and about and I need a Leatherman, I pocket carry it with a clip. And that's where the bond comes in because it's a lot smaller package. Yep. So. Yep. The other thing I carry all the time every day, and I use way more than the tool on my keychain or the knife. And I picked this up. This is a Fenix E12 flashlight. And it's very tiny. It takes one AA battery to run. It's got a tail cap switch, and it's got three brightness levels. So you turn it on once, it's dim, you go medium, and you go bright. And it is really bright, even daytime. Yep. You can see how bright it is. And I use this thing more than I've used my pocket knife or tool on my keys. This is my most used tool out of everything that I, outside of my phone, probably. Really? Um, that I use. I and, use my keys more than anything else. And if, <laughs> you know, and usually if I'm needing a flashlight, I don't like doing the flashlight thing on my phone. I always reach for this. Because this is bright, I can stick it like in my mouth to hold it if I need to. You know, looking or doing two hand things. Uh, it's a nice like, like aluminum body. Yep, it's waterproof. That's pretty nice. It's got it's the gasket. Much smaller than the one that I carry. Yeah, I if this is this is great. It fits right in my front pocket. I keep uh, and my left pocket is my phone. My right front pocket is my wallet, my flashlight, and my knife. Mm-hmm. And they all fit right in there and just right next together. And I usually carry these like in a coat pocket, um, but I'll carry this in the little, whatever the little like coin pocket pouch thing is in the jeans, um, the keys. I also carry a flashlight every day. All right. Work. Whip it out. For work. Whip it out. I can go grab it. Let's compare sizes. I can go grab it. I mean lumens. It. Let's compare lumens. Let's compare lumens. So I carry uh, a Streamlight ProTac 1L-1AA. That which sounds takes like a flashlight you would carry. 1AA. Uh, it fits in a buck 110 sheath. I okay. just ordered a new sheath for it because I've been using the original one it came with. Okay. And it's starting to fall apart. It's nylon. And it'll fit in a buck 110 leather sheath. I ordered one. Uh, and yours is a 1AA as well? 1AA as well. All right. Mine uh, has a clip on it. Yeah. And it'll pocket clip and it's got a reverse and it'll hat clip. Okay. And it's got three we're gonna, settings. We're going to take a brief a brief aside. And I'm going to go grab my light. Because we got to compare these things. All right. So Mike's got his flashlight. Yes, I do. And I've got mine. Yes, I do. And his is what? What would you say that is, Mike? At least an inch longer. At least an inch longer. In diameter, mine is like an inch, and yours is like three quarters of an inch. Yep. And he's got the clip, but they're both one battery. One battary, one double A. Mine has three settings as well. It's high, flashing mode, and then low. Okay. But mine doesn't click. So mine's mine's low. So do your low compared to my low. All right. So your low is a little brighter. Yep. My medium. I don't have medium. You don't have medium. And then my bright. So your bright looks maybe a little brighter. It's a little warmer color cast. Mine's a little yeah, uh, it's similar color cast. Yeah, but yeah, my my cap has a nice click to turn it on and off, and then you half press it to change modes. Mine mine uh, it clicks on and off onto yep. high. Okay, but then you. Okay. You like half press to get everything in. Yeah. And yours has the built-in clip. Mine came with a little lanyard uh, that has, I've carried this so much that the lanyard disintegrated basically. Mine has a lanyard hold as well. I've never yep. used it that way. Yeah. But the clip, you can clip it onto your hat. Yeah. Which is why I really like yeah, it. And nice. onto your belt. Yeah. I've lost one because I was clipping it. But uh, the thing I really like about this is that it takes a single double A. Yeah. And it fits into a standard Buck 110 sheath. And I carry it on my belt next to my Leatherman at yep. work. And it's pretty nice. And then I just bought a new leather sheath. I can't remember the name of the fucking company. But uh, 
I found them on Amazon. They're a one-piece leather design with rivets. And now I can't... I mean, I can find it on my <laughs> list. I can find it on my list, but it's not important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, it's out there. Do your search. It's out there. It, oh, American Benchcraft. That's go. the name, name of the company. I haven't seen it yet, but... The design looks right to me because it's one piece of leather folded over with rivets. Yep. If I like it a lot, I'll probably get one for my Leatherman as well because I carry my Leatherman in the original sheath and it's starting to, you know, yeah. get ratty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yep. So that's the end of my, like, everyday carry stuff. Oh. Like, like every, every day. Yeah, yeah, Like, this is, when I leave the house, these, my phone, the keys, the flashlight, and the knife are coming with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just anytime I leave the house, that's what's coming with me all the time, every time. Short run, long run. You also wear glasses. I wear glasses, yeah. Yeah, don't forget and, and, that. Okay, so I wear glasses. The glasses come with me. I also have a uh, continuous glucose monitor uh, on my arm, and that syncs to my phone so I can check my blood sugar, my blood glucose. Um, so that always comes with me, I guess. And then my, um, I have a little kit for my diabetes with my insulin pens, and that comes with me too. But That's all important? Yeah, I mean, it's all important. So I carry... I have I wear Ray Bans and Oakleys, and I have a few sunglasses. But my day to day is an Oakley Detcord SI, which are safety rated sunglasses, and they look exactly like a brick of the pair of Oakleys. And uh, I used to wear glasses. I had LASIK, yeah. and uh, I find that having very good spectacles increases my level of happiness on a day to day basis. So I wear expensive sunglasses. If you're working in a trade and you have to wear safety glasses, I would recommend the Oakley Detcord SIs. You can get replacement lenses by a company called Revent. And uh, they're great. And I recommend, I cannot recommend them enough for everybody. And you can get them in prescription. And I wear them pretty much every day. I've got, I've lost two pairs, unfortunately. I used to have a pretty kick-ass pair. Uh, But yeah, they're, uh, they're wonderful. I wear a watch every day. Yeah. Pretty much at all times. And my work watches are G-Shocks. I have three different G-Shocks just because I like to switch it up. And then I have an assortment of automatics and other watches. Do you wear a watch every day? Not every day because I work from home, so I don't usually need a watch. Now, when I was in the office, I was wearing a watch every day. Sure. Uh, my everyday office watch was my Fossil. Okay. Um, my everyday, kind of like everyday watch, if I'm putting on a watch to go out or whatever, is usually my Timex just, uh, you know, whatever the, it's got the nice full faceplate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's glow. a weekender, I think. Yeah. And you get them, it's like they're nice. 20, 30 bucks at Target or something. Yeah, they're really nice. Um, you can change the straps. Yep. And uh, so I usually wear that one. That's my usually like go-to like every day to semi-formal event. If I'm going to something more formal, then I'll either wear my Fossil or I've got uh, another watch that looks really sharp, but it wasn't terribly expensive. From Amazon, it's got a, little, it's got a brown leather band. So it goes with my shoes and belt and, and things. I, I have two boxes worth of watches, but every man yeah. should own a work watch or a uh, utility watch, yeah. which I recommend G-Shock. Yep. I carry a, a DW5000 series watch usually, which has got uh, the atomic timekeeping and all that fancy okay, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the original G-Shock updated. Yeah. And then you should have a sport watch, like a dive watch or a uh, field watch. Yep. And then you should have a uh, dress watch. And I have yep. uh, two dress watches. I have uh, yep. a Soup 880, which is like a uh, Cartier clone. And okay. then I have a, a Timex Marlin. Okay. And I really like my Marlin a lot. Yeah, I've got two dress watches. And then I've got the Timex, which I like to wear. And then I have a... It might be a Casio, but it's a, just a digital. I used to wear it all the time for deer hunting and stuff because mm-hmm. the digital doesn't click or tick or 
do anything. So, uh, you know, rubber band and I would use it for scout camps too, because it's waterproof and shock resistant and all that. Yep. All it's that a sport watch. So yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just a yeah. beat it up watch yeah. kind of thing. My favorite sport watch of all time is the uh, Seiko Alpinist. Okay. Uh, the Starbo 17, which they don't make anymore. Yep. Um, but I love it. It's what, it's what I wore at my wedding, ah. but I put it on a fancy band. So it looked nice because yeah, it's yeah. a little fancier. It's got gold on it and shit, yeah, yeah. but it's still... Uh, impact resistant yep. and it's rated for 200 meters and yep. it's really cool i really I mean, like you that know wedding much. day who knows what's gonna happen at my wedding especially yes you never know so let's see here we're gonna go through my list because i had a little more extensive list than nathan did yes. belts i at work i guess wear, i always wear a belt yeah i have a specific belts i have I, three specific belts okay. i have a couple more than that but uh, so my day-to-day belt is a bison design last chance belt okay which has double thickness in the waist portion. Yeah. So it's heavier duty. It's like a gun belt. Yeah. And then they make a bison design belt. That's a standard belt. It's based on like a fireman's belt. Okay. Where it double loops. Yeah. I should look because I think this is just like an old Navy belt. Um, but it's full leather. So, oh, it's a gap belt. Um, but it's the it's the full leather because you can get the leather clad. Yeah, but this is actual full leather and is gap. Sure. Um, which is fine. But it's made in the USA and it's, I don't know what, inch and a half. Yeah, I would say that. Um, and it's been great. It's a dark brown, like a chestnut, I guess. And this is what I'm wearing usually if I'm wearing jeans. In the summer, I wear kind of the, uh, what is it? The we- It's not webbed, but it's like the the, the fabric. And you've got the double D, like, mm-hmm. cinch. Well, the, the, the Bison Designs belt that I wear every day for wearing my... Leatherman and other shit like that. You could put a gun on it theoretically. Yeah, yeah. Is it's a nylon belt that has the cinch and it's got yeah. Velcro, the Velcro back down. Okay. But it's like triple thickness around yeah. the waist and it's real stiff. Yeah. And it holds the weight. You know, you can carry a Super Tool 300, which is like a pound. Yeah. And it doesn't bother you. Yeah. And then my leather belts, I've really gone to uh, a company called Rose Anvil. Okay. And when you order one, you have to give them your actual measurement of your waist. Okay. And they have a micro belt design. So they have four holes yep. and then some micro adjust. So if you gain or lose weight or if you're putting in, tuck it in your shirt versus not, yep. you can micro adjust and get okay. it really That's dialed nice. in. Yeah. It's awesome. I got a tan one. Yep. I got a black one. It's like when they first put like the expandable waistband, waistbands and man's pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. it takes like an Allen wrench and like screwdriver to micro adjust, okay. but it's real quick. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. have hand tools around. I carry a checkbook wallet most of the time. Yep. And my pen is a Zebra F701, yep. which Nate so has been using. Pen. A mighty fine pen. It's a metal pen. Yep. Uh, yep. The one I have is made in Japan. The new ones might be made in China. Mine's yep. older. They last forever. Yeah. And then you get little um, metal, the refills. actual metal yeah. refills. Yep. Very high quality. I used to have fancy pens like that. I don't uh, carry a pen, but if I'm using a pen at home, I really like the Uniball. Uh, I think it's the 207. Yeah, yeah. The ones that are anti check blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just, I like those too. They're, you know, they're all plastic and whatnot. But yeah, they, I like, they uh, write really nice. Like yeah. that's the whole point of a pen is you want it to write nicely. I like the metal um, pen, um, first of all, because it sits in my wallet. But yeah, then yeah. nobody can steal it. Yeah. Nobody will steal it because yeah. it's clearly your pen. Yeah. I used to work for a gentleman named Fisher. Okay. I will not mention his first name, but he's the son of the guy who invented the space pen. Oh, yeah. And I have a space pen that's shaped like a bullet. 375. I had one that was like this big and you would pull it apart and the, the cap that covered the 
the ballpoint part of it would go on the back and make it longer. Yep. That's what this one's like, but it's a bullet. Okay. Uh, I want a Fisher space pen, but they're like 70 bucks. I should yeah. have bought one when they were cheaper. It didn't, uh, my space pen, I use it for a long time, but it, it, uh, didn't, it was gloopy. It didn't write terribly well. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine's fine, but I don't use it very often because it's a fucking bullet and I'm not carrying it around. It's monogrammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked for him for a year okay. doing, um, Lightning protection. Okay. And uh, so I got one as a gift. Yeah. And yep. I have it. And it's very nice. But I would like to get the big bad boy. But who yep. is going to spend I mean, I like $70? pens. And I was interested in pens for a while. And you can go all out on pens. But for my my take now is if it writes well, and I like how it writes, and it won't smudge immediately. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I need in a pen. The Which is like the Uniball that I use. So the F701, you can get the metal pen with an additional refill yep. for like 15 bucks online. Yeah, that's not And it's metal. metal. It'll never go bad. Oh, yeah. It's a great well, pen. Even, honestly, the plastic housings, are they going to go bad? <sighs> Probably not. The issue is that if you have a metal pen, nobody's going to steal it. And I do yeah. a lot of recording as part of my hobbies if yeah, you know what i mean yeah, i know what you mean so nobody's gonna take it because yeah. they're like oh this is mike's metal pen i'll mm-hmm. return it because they don't he want to steal it. jobs with that yeah right exactly yeah. they don't want to steal it yeah i also like the sharpie pen oh yeah i don't like the sharpie gel pen the sharpie pen and that one is a nice pen I carry a, a Sharpie uh, permanent marker. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee well, the Sharpie makes a permanent pen is like marker. The super fine is like the 0.7 millimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like those as much as uh, Pentel makes one. Mm. And I like the Pentel better because oh. it uh, works better on wet metal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to check out the Pentel one. Then. Yeah. That's for work specifically, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I figure as long as we're not kind of pens. Right. Like Milwaukee, well. Milwaukee makes a... Uh, Sharpie or a permanent marker. I don't like it as much as the traditional Sharpie branded because the caps don't stay on the back of them very yeah, well. That's fucked up. And uh, I got a ton of them for real cheap as I have a friend who used to work. Uh, his dad was a distributor, and I got okay like uh, a big box. His yep. dad bought like a thousand of them, and I got them for like twenty five cents a piece, real cheap. Yeah, and they were great. Yeah, but the, they don't stay on the back as well as a regular, just a standard ass regular. Yep, Sharpie branded Sharpie. Yep. Anyway, I'm not trying to rush, but we're getting closer to our cigars here, folks. Yes, I am particular about my feet, and I wear a particular kind of sock. And I am particular about Mike's feet as well. Mm-hmm. So every day. Every day, I have three kinds of socks. I have... That's like two times as many socks as I wear. Yeah, exactly. I have ultra thin... Do you have a morning, midday, and afternoon sock? No, I don't. I have two different thicknesses and different heights. So (laughs) I've just given my... He's trying to rush it. I'm being... being a dick. Sarcastic. Don't be a dick. Be a dude. Bro. Bro. So I wear uh, smart wool, ultra thin dress style socks that are wool, obviously. They're smart wools. Yeah. Made in USA. Yeah. I like and the smart wool. I like smart wools. Uh, I also wear medium weight, darn tough hikers of different sizes based on what I'm wearing. And then Kirkland came okay. out with a higher mid-weight uh, wool sock, 15 bucks for four. And it's such a good deal. Yeah, and it's if like you less can, than five bucks a pair. Yeah, if you can get access to them, they're really, really good, high quality. Yeah. Uh, during the wintertime, I wear a Stormy Cromer Rancher hat, which is like a thick wool hat okay. with long flaps that will actually cover your whole head. Yeah. As I work outside in the winter. Yeah. Well, in the winter, I wear a Love Your Melon knit beanie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are, I mean, 
consistently warm for me. Sarah has as one. A, as a bald man. Yep. Sarah has one. She really likes it. We got it at the wine fair okay. that they hold I think on. I got mine at the Holodazzle. Mm-hmm. Because they have a booth and it's got the commemorative like holodazzle shiny fucking patch or whatever. You right. Know, like whatever. But I have to wear an orange hat. It's got to be safety rated or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Storm Carver makes an orange rancher hat and okay. it's thick and warm. Yep. Um, since I got it, I haven't had to wear a fur hat, which I used to have to wear a fur hat some days because yeah. it's uh, Minnesota and it's cold fucking cold fuck. sometimes, dude. Yeah. I used to have one of the bomber hats, you know, that had the ear flaps that would come down and buckle under your chin. Yep. But since, since getting the Love Your Melon has been, that's been warm enough for, for me. Yep. Again, not a sponsor, but. No. When I was in college, I used to carry a winger, finger, finger clip knife. Which we talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, I really like those finger clips. Yes. Uh, they're really good. I used to EDC an Escobar. Okay. Which is a straight blade that you can put on your belt on the front. Yep. And as long as you can hide it, you can have a fixed blade knife. Yep. And I really like those. Yeah. Uh, I always carry chapstick. In a can. I have an old Carmex can. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, have a funny story about that going into the Viking Stadium because I almost got my ass beat because I didn't know what it was. Because instead of the yellow, it's a white or a silver top now okay, because yep. it's all beat up and old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always carry yep. chapstick at all times. I also yep. always carry cash. Yeah. No matter what, I carry cash. Uh, my cousin says, oh, my sister doesn't have any money. That means he has $100 on him. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always carry yeah. plenty of cash. Yeah. That's a smart thing to do. I don't do that uh, mostly at all ever, but cash is always good. You never know yeah. when a ram, random game of heavy gambling is going to come down, so I always carry cash. Yeah. And I probably I don't gamble, so that's probably why I don't have cash. I gamble and bowl. Yeah. 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 But also the businesses You gamble. I well I gamble and bowl. Gamble. Yeah, yeah, gamble. There we go. Uh I live not in the metro area. Uh, as everybody knows, I live up north, and a lot of businesses here will not take credit card. They still accept checks, for fuck's sake. They so. still accept checks. So I always carry cash. And then, because I have a ponytail, I also usually carry an extra hair tie around. Yep. Uh, typically, I'll even put it around my checkbook. There you go. And then carry uh, a hair tie. Uh, I guess really quickly, like if I'm uh, leaving for a longer than a day, or if it's a, like a day trip, I will generally carry a backpack that has some additional things in it and this is uh, especially true if i fly mm-hmm. okay backpack and i will have i have a I, I believe it's a four port usb hub that i can plug into one outlet and you can charge four different devices off the usb i have a very minimalistic four three prong extension cord but it's really a it's like a 12 12 inch thing it wraps around it's, it's like this big and you can unplug it you get four four outlets for one which is great for hotel rooms or airports. Uh, the USB hub kind of does double duty because you, most things are USB charge anyway. But for instance, this is where you have like the uh, the circular charge port thing. Uh, that's nice to have. And then I usually carry a laptop in my headphones that I mentioned on the previous episode. And the other thing that I like to carry when I'm out and about and just like going for a weekend or whatever is I have a USB fixed stick. And it's got a proprietary, or it's not proprietary, but it's like a Linux-based uh, suite of software that I can run. I can boot a computer to this stick, and it has uh, hard drive fixing. It's got its own browser. It's got its own virus scanner. It's got its own clone tools. It's got everything on it you could ever need to repair a computer. When I was younger, and I was in college and not working, I used to have a thumb drive that had a Linux program on it. So if I had to go to a cafe or more specifically a school computer. Was it Tails? I could shove it in. I don't remember. 
I, I probably have one still okay. on there. Yeah, because you can download Tails and, and install it on a USB stick, and you can boot any computer onto that USB stick, and it's its own self-contained operating system. Yes. And it's basically untrackable. I used to carry one of those. Yes. I used to. Yes. Uh, but for, mine is more for fixing, like, if I go to my dad's house. And mm-hmm. if I have got an issue with my computer, I can just stick this USB stick in, run some diagnostics, do some extra administrator level things. Sure. And fix stuff. Yep. And if I were at a library, I could also plug this in and boot my own browser session from the stick and all the cache would go to the br- the stick and not the browser there. So. Sure. I know that mine, you would boot the computer up as normal and then the flash drive would come up as like a little icon and you entered into it and it would work on either Mac or Windows. Yeah. And then you would open it up and then it started its own separate program mm-hmm. and everything was logged in and you had a different IP address. Yes. And all that fancy shit. Yep. For bags, I have a Duluth pack. Uh, roll top bag. Okay. I like to carry around everywhere. And then if I don't have that, I, I carry a Maxpedition. It's like a fat Max bag. Okay. It's got like a little holder for a water bottle, which I always, I usually bring a water bottle with me, yep. insulate a water bottle. I have a 50-50 yep. bottle. Okay. Uh, I also have some Yeti bottles and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But I always carry my own water because yep. I'd like the water at my house and I don't like water from public places yeah. usually. I usually carry my Nalgene bottle mm-hmm. um, but it's the newer style which is not the true like you can drop it and stuff it'll crack but they have a free replacement so if it cracks you but it's the narrow mouth okay so i have a and, wide mouth yeti I'll... nalgene style okay and uh you can wash it in the dishwasher which is why I get that. <laughs> yeah yeah i like mine um, because it's light when it's empty yeah you know and i don't if it's for water and for hydration purposes cold water is better but any water is better than no water yep and so i use that a lot when i'm flying because you empty it, yep, and you bring it through security, and then you fill it up at one of their fucking water fountain things. I got mine for uh, concerts and trade shows, okay, because it's, it, it's with Yiddy branded, but it's a Nalgene style. Yep, you can put it on a big ass carabiner and hook it on your bag. Yep, and it's super light. Yes. it weighs basically nothing. Yeah, and Sarah's got a uh, one of the competitors' brands. Now I can't remember Camelback, probably anything same style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a different color. And they're super expensive, but for what they are. But mine, I can wash in the goddamn dishwasher, and I don't like washing dishes. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So. So, yeah, I think that's about it for uh, carry stuff. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I go for like a longer trip, I might pack some extra extra things. But by and large, it's, you know, uh, make sure that I always have a USB-C cable and like a lightning cable. And then my USB hub, my my battery pack or battery bank, whatever they call them, uh, when I'm going for an extended trip. And right. then usually always that USB fixed stick. And yep. that's what it is. And you can, you know, it updates every once in a while. I stick it into my computer at home and update all the softwares. But it's got like pretty much everything you would need. So if you were at a, using like a business center computer, you could plug that in and launch programs from that stick instead of trying to download these programs. I never have to do that because... I don't have to do that either anymore because like your my phone phone's can do a everything, hotspot right? and like, I have a laptop and I can just do the yeah, hotspot. And most of the times like my phone will do everything I need and more. I don't even need it, but I'd like to keep that fix stick on me because every once in a while somebody comes to me and they're like, you're tech savvy. Can you fix my computer laptop? Nobody does that to me anymore. And I fixed, <laughs> I fixed a ton of, uh, at work, I used to fix all the sales guys, like computers, like yeah. just at work. I'd pull out the fix stick, plug it in, clean it, do the shit, and it'd be fine and they'd be happy and then go. You know, yeah. so it's just it's a nice thing to have because you never know when you're going to need it. And, it, you know, it's a, it's a USB stick, so it takes up what? 
and like eight ounces less than that right like it's super light it doesn't matter no big deal and uh you know my thing is kind of be prepared but not like overly prepared right not like so prepared that you're bogged down i used to like the sandisk titanium usb drives yeah because you could stick them on the outside of a bag and get beat up and didn't matter yeah i love the micro centers because they're three dollars for like 64 gigs i know you they're so cheap uh, that he will literally just give them to you yes that is true (laughs) yeah mike's like hey can you find this that other thing and i'm like sure here's the thing it's 128 gigs and he's like oh my god like Dude, this is like $4. Just don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Yeah. Just take it. Keep I'm, it. I am uh, not as tech savvy as yeah. Nate is. I am tech savvy <laughs> in my field. Yes. But uh, yes. I'm so focused on my career generally that I just don't. Yes. It's too much work to keep up with everything. Sometimes it is, you know, and there's so much stuff you can get involved with and get spun up about. But by and large, if you know what you need to know to keep your stuff running and not get like a Nigerian prince scamming you, then you're A-OK. And you don't have to be some super genius in the technology industry. You can be just fine. Yes. As an aside, I wanted to talk about cigar stuff real quick. Real quick. We will do that. Because I am burning so. my fingers on Mike my cigar. Is going to be two fingers down, two digits down, and I am about to be. Nate has a little bit more than I have. Yes. So, uh, but I have a little bit more ash. Yes. I have a cigar lighter that is held in a Zippo case. And originally, it's I quite bought, sharp looking. It is sharp. I have a very nice Zippo case, and I used to have a Zippo insert uh, that was a butane uh, torch, and it sucked. So I talked to Nate, and I got a Jetline brand yes insert, and it is awesome. It actually lights probably ten, maybe fifteen cigars. Yeah, and it, it's real slick. It works really yes. good. The Jetline brand of lighters, I think, are a good price point. For a lot of performance, uh, Nate has one as well. This one I bought in college. Yeah. Yep. Before I was even into the big cigars. And this is just a jet line. It's it's square. It's got the lighter component. It's not ergonomical. No. Really. Like, it, it sucks dick. But you can control the, the plus minus, how big you want your flame. It's got a clear glass window, or not glass, but like plastic window. You can see how much fluid's in there, which is nice. And the feature I use quite a bit is on the inner lid, it's a flip top lid. It's got three, three, I don't know what you call Jets. them. Jet engines in there. Uh, but the lid is a little mirror, so you can see when your cigar is fully lit. And it works unless it's cold. And then if it's cold, because for season one, I was outside when we were recording these episodes. And if I kept it on the table, it would not light. But if I held it in my hand or kept it in my coat pocket, then it would light. Yeah. So that's the important thing. And this one's pretty beat up. You can tell it's it's seen use. It's not pretty beat up, but it, you know, it's like... Yeah, it's, it shows signs of wear. Signs of wear. Uh, and this one I, I really like because... It has a nice flame. I can see when it needs to be refilled. Uh, it's very easy. It's, it's self-contained. I'm super glad that Mike got the Jetliner insert for his Zippo. Uh, yeah, my old Zippo insert sucked. I brought it on a, a three-week trip, and it almost immediately stopped working, uh, which was disappointing from the Zippo company. Uh, and then I ended up lighting all of our cigars uh, with a Bic, because I, I also forgot I always carry a Bic lighter on me. Yep. Uh, my day-to-day, I have a little tiny Bic, goes in my vest pocket or pants pocket, whatever I happen to have on me. And I always carry a Bic just because it's always good to have fire. Yes. Uh, and then for cigar-related, I have a Calibri... V-Cut. It's my favorite cigar cutter by far. Yeah. It also shows some some sign of wear. Also, lots of sign of wear. I've had it for a long time. 
And then I have like a little uh, paleo uh, straight cut, which is not nearly as high quality as my Calibri. Yeah. Uh, but I don't straight cut very often unless I'm smoking like a torpedo. Yes. And I, I talked about this recently, but I just bought a, a Z-Fi brand lighter, or not lighter, but a cutter. And it's a V-cut. And then it's got the cigar punch screw out in the bottom, which is nice. Uh, it's kind of a garish blue and gold. But it's very high quality. It was super cheap on Amazon. It is. It's hefty, though. It, it feels like it's got some weight to it. It's uh, got weight to it. Uh, by comparison nice... to the Calibri, though, it's not yeah, it's that not outlandish as, as heavy as, as the Calibre. Uh, but it's got the side squeeze to pop, and the Calibre's got the little button on the bottom to yep. pop. Um, but yeah, so those are, if I'm going out and smoking, and then I've got the... Uh, the it's a Pardo, I don't know, kind of a Pelican knockoff or yeah, Herfador Yeah, I have a Herfador, yeah. Plastic kind of hard-sided with uh, the foam inside, and a li- it's got a built-in on the lid, a built-in puck. A humidor puck, yeah. Yeah, that you would put the, your fluid in. And so. I have a, a hide-and-drink leather cigar holder if I'm going out for a day. Yep. You don't really need to humidify your cigars if you're going to go and smoke one in like three hours or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, but I think that's it for the EDC episode. I believe so. And uh, catch us next time, and it will be Christmas time. Be safe, have fun. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 